self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am somebody that better not ever get felt up at a funeral okay also known as calamity red all right y'all already know what that's about <laughs> we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me mr on point on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we are still doing the listener later portion of the show so if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook we don't actually have a letter this week but Brittany was here in person and wanted us to talk about some of the shenanigans of the funeral so i mean i guess we're answering that request we will i mean we can we can get into some of what she contributed when yes. we get to that okay. part i guess well we also have the poetry that we need to do who i don't know whose turn it is i don't know oh it's your turn how do you know you just said you didn't because i remember okay are you calling me a liar <laughs> i just said that's okay. what my granddaddy would do you know how when kids be like amazed that stuff and it's hard for kids to conceptualize what you're saying like and my granddaddy was hardcore about it. like my granddaddy say back in my day bread was 40 cents a loaf oh, Jesus. and we'd be like no no uh granddaddy He'd be like, you calling me a liar? Like, good God, like, relax. Man, who, <laughs> like, who fucked you up about some lies? When you, like, clearly, the, 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 that youthful awe and wonder, that's what's coming out. He, he didn't care. He was like, you saying what I'm saying ain't true? Go get me that two by four. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it was. He never hit us with it, but he said go get it. Like That's dramatic enough. He used to make us do bridges. I don't know what that is. That's the just staying in the up push-up position oh. until and i quote he get tired that's horrible <laughs> how long we got to do this and now me and my brother were both fat so our <laughs> arms and toes was in a situation when we was doing that okay you know what i'm saying like at a certain point your arms shaking <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember how it ended i really think that he fell asleep on the couch and we just kind of like went fell on about asleep. our business i would probably fell asleep too been tired not of us up. him That's when i was born my granddaddy was already old as hell he just happened to live like 29 more years after that we <laughs> <laughs> were born he was like 68. damn <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's pretty so. old anyway, um go for it all right so this is called unoriginal it was another attempt of mine to not rhyme it's very short too sounds original <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> uh this isn't a movie so why do you continue to act if it were i thought i was your co-star turns out i'm just an extra so we need to rewrite the script extras don't have any lines and you're the villain not the hero just a thief stealing hearts and all those other girls need to know that they're just extras too and their dreams of the big screen will never become a reality and the truth will play a, a cameo role showing up when you forget your lines and i wasn't meant to be a bit paid and i wasn't made to be a bit player so i decline your offer of fame you make it sound good make it sound like this part is oscar worthy but we both know that it's not true so enjoy your 15 minutes of fame your role has no longevity the villain part has been done to death so unoriginal 
Oh, damn. Snap, snap, snap. It <laughs> was short. It was. One of the shortest. I wrote, I was so fucking long-winded when I was writing. I didn't realize that until we started doing this shit. And I'd be reading them sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, damn it, I ended it. And I wrote it. <laughs> well, I'm getting to the point where I haven't done a good job at keeping up with which ones I have and haven't read. So I don't remember <laughs> if I've read them or not. So, uh, I don't know. I I think we get to the point where we're probably going to wrap up the poetry and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I got I got a lot of poetry. Yeah. And so when we started, I was like, I got poetry for a year. <laughs> I do. I do. But as I've gone back and read it, <laughs> the level to which I've grown from what I was saying in some of them oh, yeah. is like, I don't know if I want to admit that I thought some of this stuff before. <laughs> you know, or if I want to, you know, give a disclaimer and show how it represents my growth i don't know so funny i don't know but i'm you know it, it might begin to that point y'all so if, if it does i appreciate you for listening but mine is called one day she will see i had one called one day he will see and this is one day she will see maybe that's why it sounds familiar yeah one day she will see that she put you through the ringer telling you she can do what she wants because ain't no rings on this finger Failing to realize that a ring is not a manifestation of trust, but a person is. And if you can't trust her without one, the relationship is equivalent to worthlessness. She lived with the notion that all good men were gone and couldn't see that she had a good man at home. You knew she was a bit rough around the edges, but you thought you could sand that stone. And that was a fail. One day she will see that she was the victim to many men's taste and they took their bite of and left in haste. But you're the only one who wanted the entire entree and you're the one who paid for the meal, even up, even put up the funds for your own pain. But one day she will see that. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to do now. I need to start. I need to start over. Do you need to start over? I think I should start over. Okay. One, I was reading this all kind of fucked up from from how I feel like I should have been reading it. I was so trying when to that like... popped up, I was like, start over. I was trying to take out. Some of my old stories, so I wouldn't go into them, and I hit a video. <laughs> Fucking Instagram. Okay. We're going to leave this in. I think it's hilarious. Leave what in? Just leave this whole thing in, this whole bit. Okay. All right. I'm starting over anyway. Okay. <laughs> One day she will, I'm going to read this shit with flair now. Since okay. <laughs> One day she will see that she put you through the ringer, telling you she can do whatever she wants because ain't no rings on this finger. Failing to realize that a ring is not a manifestation of trust, but a person is. And if you can't trust without one, the relationship is equivalent to worthlessness. She lived with the notion that all good men were gone and couldn't see that she had a good man at home. And you knew she was a bit rough around the edges, but you thought you could sand that stone and that was a fail. One day she'll see that she was the victim to many men's taste and that they took their bite of and of her and left in haste but you're the only one who wanted the entire entree and you're the one that put paid for the meal even put up the funds for your own pain but one day she will see that she is drifting through her life aimlessly and as she passed up the one she should have as she passed up the one she should have other men looked at her shamefully as he puts on his clothes he smiles in her face thinking of all the bitches and hoes and steadily falls and she steadily falls for the game right before he tells her to hit the road one day she will know that your soul was the most gentle. She will understand that your touch was of pure intentions and the most simple. One day she will see that you found your queen on a throne that she could have seen. But from now and then have been too many tears in between and too many fears in her dreams and far too many smears in her jeans. One day she will see that you are a king. All right, hotep man. Snap, snap. 
I didn't read that through before I read it. It is a lot of <laughs> words in between my bars on that. Damn. Anyway. Get worded sometimes. Yeah, and this is one of those moments where, like, <laughs> I would never use king in a poem now queen? at all. Or queen. Either one of those to represent a man or woman. Just because the hotel movement done took them things and made them really unfavorable. They have. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Indeed. Um, so, like I said, we don't, I do have a scenario that I want to read. That's what I want to start out with. But I just want to remind you, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer, you can send it in to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to read this, but I am going to read this because I feel like it's important. I'm going to try to get, uh, do I want to read this whole fucking thing? We skipped the, the the thing, the the question this week, so maybe it'll be okay. I'm gonna try to be you fast. Want me to read it? I can read it. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. Wait. What do you mean? Do you want you to read you it? Give me your phone, and I'm gonna read it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, like you're the only one that can interpret the shit on your phone. <laughs> this is about the bride that canceled her wedding. Oh, oh yeah, damn. Yeah, dude, I know what you're talking about. So I'm gonna read what she said. I may skip over because it's so fucking long, but I just. I just want y'all to hear the absurdity in this shit, okay? So, dear friends, it comes with great sadness that I am announcing the cancellation of the blank wedding. I apologize for canceling only four days beforehand. Unfortunately, whoever her fiancé's name was and I have broken up due to some recent and irreparable problems. We have decided to end our relationship and not go forth with any future proceedings. However, we are remaining civil and are still a team for our son. After hours of tears, mental exhaustion, and even disassociation, I've come to this decision. In one hour after posting this status, I'm going to delete my Facebook. Social media has caused me only paranoia and toxicity. I will be spending these next two months backpacking in South America, exploring my soul and ridding myself of toxic energy brought on by my friends and family, the ones who I thought... Um, I could trust the most. Hence, I will be out of the country for all of October and November. Please don't contact me. When I'm ready, I may make a new Facebook and add friends, family that haven't fucking stabbed me in the back. How did this all go to cr- come crashing down? Well, I invite you all on Facebook, players, bystanders, and side characters of the people in my life to take a seat and listen. You're all involved somehow. Somehow everyone is wrapped into this mess. Even if you weren't invited to my wedding, I don't care. You might hear the drama, and I'd rather you hear it from me. I'm not asking for sympathy. I just want to tell my story. Before I begin this mini novel, I want to invite all of you, including the cunts who have... <laughs> who have ruined my marriage and life to put yourselves in my shoes for once let me take the stage and let me voice the most painful few months of my life i could have said see you next tuesday but she didn't so why not uh let me skip down uh, all this shit about them Has having somebody ever called you that before no i feel like that's a white people thing i don't know that black people use that so much like i only really hear that when i'm around white folks i mean maybe black people use it but i don't think we do um Okay, so they basically had a kid. I'm going to skip this whole paragraph about them, you know. He put a ring on her finger when when she was 18, and the ring was worth nearly uh, 5000 Um, So, we managed to save up nearly $15,000 for a wedding. Since our love was like a fairy tale, we wanted an extravagant blowout wedding, one where our son would be included. We started touring venues and were torn between two. A local psychic told us to go with the more expensive option, and we thought, why the hell not? 
We just needed a little push. Our dream wedding amounted to $60,000, all included with flights to Aruba. All we asked was for a little help from our family and friends to make it happen. I specifically, I mean specifically, asked for cash gifts. How could we have our wedding that we wanted? Um, They skipped some. That skipped over some of it. Uh, so obviously they weren't able to come up with the money and my ex came into the room and offered to get a Vegas wedding done. I laughed in his face, but he was dead serious. He wanted those cheap, raggedy, filthy, whore-like Vegas weddings. I mean, what the fuck? Was he out of his mind? Am I some hooch piece? <laughs> Am I some hooch piece of fucking trash, a hooker? Am I supposed to like the idea of getting married in the heart of shady gamblers, alcoholics, and get the rich and get the rich fast fallacy okay suddenly my body began to shake as i entered a panic attack my ex left the room and didn't apologize for his horrid suggestion i then called my maid of honor and cried my eyes out instead of sympathy i was told that i was asking for way too much and i should stick to my budget i mean no words can describe how could someone who offered me thousands of fucking dollars then deny me my promised money and then tell me to shift down my budget. She knows my fucking dream was a blowout wedding. I just wanted to be a Kardashian for a day and then live my life like normal. I called her a filthy fucking poor excuse of a friend and hung up. Then she blocked me off on social media. Rumors swirled. I received anonymous threats. My ex stayed out later and later and I have a feeling he even cheated. My bridesmaids came, uh, climbed on the boat with my maid of honor and dissed me. They essentially told me I was crazy. They asked for their deposit back. So I said, fuck you. I refused to give it back until they paid me back for their emotional distress. My ex started to talk to my maid of honor and gossip about me behind my back. I overheard him talking in the basement when he called me a stuck up bitch. Anyway, I am exhausted. I am bone tired. My heart is heavy. It's stone cold, fragmented, empty. I need to get away from this awful society. How hard could it have been to donate, to fucking donate, friends? Do I even matter to you? Just fucking give me my money for my wedding. I won't even sugarcoat. I don't even pretend. It was for, it was, it was for a dream. I was stabbed, cheated on, and worked. I don't know. See you in two months. Friendly reminder to you, cunts. Don't think... <laughs> I'm cutting you snakes all off and I'm inviting, I'm living my life without anyone now. I only let those I believe have good intentions or I'll only let in those I believe have good intentions. This heifer was asking people to pledge like $1,500. Every guest pledge $1,500 for this wedding. Listen, people. Also, the maid of honor, she wanted $5,000 from, and every groom, they wanted $3,000. I wonder what their income is. I mean, they were able to save up fifteen grand. That's not easy. But, I mean, how long did it take to save up that fifteen grand? How she saved up fifteen grand, and she wanted her maid of honor to be saving up $5,000 at the same time to give to her? Yes. Like... <laughs> She is delusional. Yes. Listen, y'all. He say, "Look, dude, you dodge a fucking bullet." That Listen, bitch is crazy. Y'all need to know who you're marrying out here. You need to know who you with. Let's not say you need to know who you're marrying. I, I think it's 
You should assume that when you marry somebody, you know who the hell they are. But this man did not know. <laughs> like, this would have been real easy to figure out. If he would have just one day been like, hey, let's go to the Salvation Army and see if they got some pants in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she would have spazzed out. That would have been a simple fix. <laughs> let's go see what Walmart got in the clothes section. Walmart? Yes. She flipped out. <laughs> and, and, and exactly. And me, I, a lot of my graphic tees come from Walmart. Now I ain't getting no button-up shirt from Walmart. They make really good graphic tees. They, have they good, make good graphic yeah. tees, but the the quality of their other shirts is very poor. <laughs> like, if you buy a Walmart button-up and oh. you get like some ketchup on it or something, that's it. It ain't coming out. It's, it's ketchup. <laughs> How cheap is the quality of the shirt? And the fabric that you use that if ketchup get on your shirt, you can't even wash out ketchup. It's over. But you get something like polo, see the fret, the threads are the quality is higher. And so it don't infiltrate the inner workings of the fabric like that to where you can't get it out with a wash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that would have been real easy to figure out. I, I'm going like I see now I gotta put that on my list. <laughs> Because I am a one man's trash and another man's treasures type of person. The microphones we are talking on currently came from a pawn shop. The microphones that are in the corner came from a pawn shop that we're not using anymore came from a pawn shop. This device that we're using to record it on came from a online pawn shop. The lights that I have for my photography, like everything I got, from one man's trash, another man's trash. So a woman I deal with is going to have to be comfortable with the idea that my favorite pair of dress pants did come from the Salvation Army. I mean, they expensive pair of pants. Yeah, they just somebody didn't want them no more, somebody. and I bought them for seven dollars. Obviously, with the money to go buy another pair of them for the regular price. So I at can't. the at the end of the day, I don't care what she went through. I care about what he went through, and I'm glad that he was saved. I already listen. I've only been in one person's wedding, okay? Because. I just have a problem with the whole concept of weddings and asking people to spend all of this fucking money because you fell in love. And I'm not just saying this because I'm not married. I don't even know that I would ask people to do that shit because I haven't had to do it and buy an expensive dress that I'm never going to wear the fuck again. Having to buy all of this, the same set shoes and, and everybody got to get their hair done the same and the same jewelry and shit for the pictures. That shit is annoying, okay? That in and of itself already gives me the red ass okay then you got this bitch talking about all the guests need to pony up fifteen hundred dollars bitch you is crazy not to mention you're saying that this was going to include the, the wedding apparently was going to take place in aruba so you want me to give you fifteen hundred dollars and then ten your motherfucking wedding in aruba bitch you are out of your rabbit ass mind if you think that that would ever we would never be friends i would never have a friend like this because she would hate me <laughs> we would have met and i would have had to get her together and we would never have talked again like we would never have been friends I'd i don't know like, how the people in her life were able to be like, I, as, as after after she said it, i'd be looking at her in the eyes for with a blank <laughs> silence and i'd be like oh shit you serious <laughs> Oh, okay. We're not friends anymore. I'm not. I'm no longer attending your wedding. <laughs> like, if you really believe that this is what people do, like, this is not what people do. What? No. Like, this is a level of narcissism. Because this is all it can be. Because she don't care. 
and dude still wanted to marry you even though you had this dream wedding that was ridiculous he was like you know what let's just go to vegas it's it's cheaper we'll have extra money but left see, over but she was like bitch are you crazy i'm not a whore you know but see the thing <laughs> is that's what he had not assessed the situation right at all <laughs> to go from i want five thousand dollars for my best mate to we gonna do a thirty dollar wedding in vegas he had did not assess the situation well at the current moment he he did not realize how serious she was about this situation or maybe he was just like this bitch is crazy let me get maybe that was his out maybe he was like let me just get out of this no, real fast no not if he was still offering to marry her with that cheap ass <laughs> option he was messing up he in her mind like she had a me <laughs> and and he had a like he had a person that was she he was okay with the one man's trash is another man's treasure. I'm just going along to get along with her right yeah. now. But, you know, okay, look like it fell through. They would have had 50, like, how, however much this, the Vegas wedding would have, damn it, the Vegas wedding would have cost, they would have had all the rest of this money left over to do whatever. You could have went on a honeymoon, whatever. Like, just, she's insane. She is insane. Like, she's crazy. But, if that was the case, I feel like if that was most of the most important thing about weddings to people, then a lot of people would not be getting married and just be in, in weddings and just take that money and do it. But marriage is important to people. The wedding is important to people. Yeah, because it ain't the marriage. Because you could get married without having that big ass wedding. The wedding is what's important to people, not marriage itself. Because I, listen, I'm telling y'all, y'all may think that I am exaggerating. I would be completely with a, a courthouse wedding and a reception. I'm so serious. One, I don't want to have to ask other people to spend money that I don't know if they have. When you request somebody to be in your wedding, you do not know what their financial situation. And basically what you're asking them to do is to shell out $300, $350 because you got to get a dress. And we can't we can't rent a dress. You have to buy that shit. So however much the dress is that she chooses is how much you're gonna have to spend on just the dress. And you gotta get all of this other shit done. You're requesting people to spend money that you don't know if they have. I just ain't with that. Well, if I'm I not. ever end up getting married, I'm paying for all of that for my people. I think I'm gonna say this before. You have. Because yeah. it's just for me, somebody asked me to be in their wedding before. I don't like being in weddings, but I would have been in his, but I ain't had the money to be in it. And so if I'm not going to leave it up to chance as to whether the people I want to be there can be there. The only reason that they wouldn't be there is if they don't want to be. And because I haven't wanted to be a lot of times, I would understand that it wouldn't put an impact <laughs> on our friendship, period. Like, it's like, okay, cool. I, I found somebody else. But I just, they're so boring. And so I hate boring. sitting places. I hate being around. I really kind of hate being the focus of attention. I would do that for the woman so that she could have that. But I don't, I don't really like that whole, I don't like it. It's but, too much. You know, but I do it. That's the tradition. I, I think the traditional shit is too much. This bitch, there's no way. There is no way that she could have came to me and said, Hey, Red, I want you to be my maid of honor. Now, in being my maid of honor, you know, I'm going to need you to buy this dress and I'm going to need you to buy a ticket to Aruba. And I'm also going to need you to pledge $5,000 to contribute to the cost of the wedding. Bitch, you didn't lost your mind. I would have said, Okay. <laughs> And then I would have got with all of the other old ladies in the wedding party, and we would have did her ass like they did Victor Sweets on Four Brothers. <laughs> Pay all ourselves to go throw her in a hole of ice in the damn Arctic. <laughs> 
that I feel like she needed her ass beat. I feel like we could have paid a crackhead a hundred dollars to just beat her ass out back to let her know that <laughs> all of us ain't friends no more. <laughs> we ain't your friends no more. Bitch, you a crack like I can just imagine the kind of bridezilla she was. Cause this keep in mind, this shit went up until like the day before this shit was supposed to happen. Like, so this had been months in planning process. I could just imagine how much everybody wanted to karate chop her in her fucking throat throughout this whole process. Like, I got upset reading the shit and I wasn't even in it. Like, I would have cussed her smooth the fuck out. Like, you done lost every strand of your mind if you think that I am finna do any of this shit that you talking about, bitch. Like, I was actually coming over here to tell you I ain't want to be in your little wedding anyway. And now, I know I made the right decision because you talking this extra shit. I never... When I'm when I'm you know dating or hanging out with somebody, and you know we go places, mm-hmm. I you know I try to pick up on little hints. <laughs> you know it ain't really much you can pick up going to Walmart, going to you know other places, certain things. You know what I'm saying? You like, can pick up if they be like Walmart. Like I'm just saying, everybody <laughs> go, go to Walmart. Walmart. Everybody. Go. So one thing I do is everybody I, don't go to Walmart. Cole Jackson does not go to Walmart. A lot of people go to Walmart. Yes, most but, people do. But either way, I go to Walmart for their pricing and competency. Mm-hmm. It's, it's websites out there that show when items at Walmart go on sale. But when you go to Walmart, they haven't marked them down because they just not good at their jobs. <laughs> and so I end up getting so much. To, you know. I know. Xboxes. Like, yeah. I got a Ninja uh, sm- uh, slow cooker over there that, you know, was $23. was originally 189 Like. So that's what I go to Walmart for. So sometimes when I'm with a girl, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go to Walmart to check out this sale. But but I, I, I take that opportunity to, like, I ask questions sometimes. You know, what mm-hmm. brand of this do you use? Or just random questions. But if I have a fool around to go to a mall mm-hmm. or a, a, some shops, I, I will go into, like, a big name brand store, like a coach store or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll be like, have you ever had one of these? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And she be like, "Oh yeah, my mama buy me these all the time." See, that's that's a red flag for me, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, you know, these are four five hundred dollar bags. They are. And 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 now let me make sure the only thing that women use bags for are to carry things in. Yes. Right. Yeah. Why do you need a five hundred dollar something to carry? So that other women will look at it and be like, "Ooh, look at that coach bag." See, I'm not. That's trying literally. To... All. I mean, the quality is. Supp- I ain't never had no coach bag. I bet. I. Come over here all the time. I don't never had no damn purse. I I bought a phone case that keep the shit I need in it. I don't even carry a purse, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Apparently, the quality is supposed to be better, but I really think it's just so bitches can look across the the room and be like, "Oh, bitch, you see that coach bag?" I guess. So I don't know. I you know, like I, I said, purses. I won't I won't be able to I won't be able to fund your lifestyle. <laughs> I will support you. I would say I would support you buying that for yourself, but at the point that we pooling our money together, I hate for us to be in a financial <laughs> strain at some point. And you still try to go buy Yeah, and you bag. like, you need a coach bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't if you can't take the off brand, the catch bag, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it got the seeds, a little bit different, similar designs. It might not have a special little like some of them have the way one of them got locks in it. Which one is that? Is that Coach? I don't know. So one of them special bag, high quality bags, got like a little lock in it that it you know that is. Be I don't know. You know that it's that bag because yeah. of that lock, and if that lock ain't in it, you know it's not authentic. 
You know, they do little stuff like that. So if you can't accept. <laughs> Not having the lock. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you can't accept just a decent looking Target bag. I wouldn't do you like that. I wouldn't do it like we can at least go to Macy's or Belk or something. Like I, this, this on you my, get coaching those stores. Hmm, well, I don't. I don't shop in the woman area. Not Belk, but uh, Macy's sales coach. So now, all my name brand stuff be on sale. This don't mean that I wouldn't buy something that's high quality if she wanted it. But like, if she was a woman that that you know I buy a coach bag. bag for and keep it for twenty years, <laughs> you know, versus the one that need the updated new. Bag oh, yeah, every, every year, yeah. but I'm just saying he didn't do his job right. But you know what? God looks out for children and fools because regardless of him not doing his job, at the very last minute at the wire, pull right on out of there. <laughs> and sir, if you ever listen to this, you just dodged not even a bullet. You just dodged an atomic bomb. I don't think so. No. Cause this this ain't the first moment he should have pulled out. It, <laughs> they got a kid. Oh shit, they do. <laughs> yeah, he oh, should have pulled God out how yeah. many years ago? Ooh. How old he is? Can you imagine what kind of uh, uh, son's mother? I don't. Can people get upset when you say baby's mother? Can you imagine what kind of mother of his child that's gonna be for him? Now to at deal this point with? now. Yeah, shit. Ooh, nigga. Well, you fucked I up. I get custody. He right. probably could. He could now. If With she this finna, shit. If she finna hike across the... Backpack. Uh, if she finna backpack across <laughs> wherever. Yeah, I'm getting my kid now. South America, I think is... First of all, does she know that it's motherfuckers that go to South America and don't never return? <laughs> and she don't seem savvy enough to be backpacking across South America. Like, that's... <laughs> I feel like some drug cartel would like snatch her ass up or some shit. Like she don't seem smart. That don't seem like something she needs to do, especially not by herself. She either not smart or she just make horrible decisions as a smart either person. Way, not a good idea to be in backpacking across South America because motherfuckers who are smarter than that come up missing. So I don't know about that. He might not even have to get custody. She might just disappear. He <laughs> get it by default. I don't know. But that was just. So outlandish and so ridiculous, and I just thought we should discuss how y'all need to really be out here. Like that ain't even nothing that you have. Like it's some shit that I feel like it. You have to have like the right circumstance to like see it. But some shit like that is simple to weed out. Like that shit, her being that crazy, that was an easy weed out. Some stuff, it's a little harder, and so you might get a little further along and be like, how the fuck I missed this thing? But that. That was huge enough that he should have seen that for the baby came. So I got a question for you. Okay. And I guess it's personal in terms of how you would deal with the situation. Okay. But because I would okay, let me tell you the path that I got to this question. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I I said that if you are a man and you want to see what kind of woman you got, like take her to Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. If that, that's the thing. If she spazzed out and messed up, then I started thinking, well, what could a woman do to determine what qualities her man got? You know, and I, I I was thinking that it wouldn't be nothing to do with money. It would probably be something to do with women. And so I was thinking in my head, you know, take them around your, your friends, attract your friends or something. But that probably would not turn out well. But <laughs> it made me think that, you know, some people in relationships have the women who, when they walking in the mall or something and see a woman that's shaped nicely, might be like, hey, look at that. Look at that woman. Look at her ass. You know, like, mm-hmm. look at her. And the dude looking, they looking, they both be like, okay, yeah. And then it would keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Are you the kind of person that yes. would do that? Or yes. are you the kind of person that wants the man to be in a perpetual state of 
pretending like nobody else that because is that's attractive exactly exists. what it is pretending <laughs> no i don't want that because i know if i see her ass and i just see her ass just based off of her ass is just huge and you're a man who may be an ass man i know that you see her ass ain't no sense in us pretending that we don't both see her ass um so i don't that don't bother me i'll make a comment and it's not a trap because i know some niggas be like this is a trap <laughs> if i say i noticed that she's good it ain't a trap i don't give a shit like you walking with me as long as you ain't being like ridiculous i don't care nothing about that like because... do you have to bring it up in order for it to start to be a dialogue or would you you feel like you get uncomfortable if he was like look I mean, if every time we went anywhere, you was constantly pointing out asses, but like just in like general, no. I, I feel now. I think that has a lot to do with how secure you are in yourself. Like younger me probably would have been insecure about that, and, and like, well, dude, is that the kind of body type he like? Because I was real insecure because I was so small. Now I don't give a shit. Plus, I done gained all that weight, so it doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, so long as it ain't excessive. I don't care. Like that stuff don't bother me. We can I have- feel like I'd be like, so which age you would date him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a fun game. Yeah, yeah, because there are different ages yeah. at which, yeah, because like fuck boys, there's a there's a expiration date on that. Like I feel like everybody goes through a, a period of just fuck niggas. Like, and so yeah, that's a that's a legit question. I would play that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff don't bother me. I think that's the one is a being secure in yourself and who you are and in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because again, we you commenting on her don't mean shit. You over here with me. That's another thing. <laughs> uh, in ter- terms of relationship insecurities, people who have joint Facebook pages. Oh, why? What the fuck? Like, I ain't even do that shit. Like if she asked me that, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I gotta say, are we living together at this point? Or are we just in a? Because if we in a relationship. I got some more research to do. I ain't finna do no joint. That's stupid. You keep your own fucking Facebook and I keep mine. We ain't doing no damn joint. That's stupid. Why? We ain't one person. The and this, this is my thing. Got time for that. I'm a trustworthy person. I know I'm a trustworthy person. Mm-hmm. I know every man is not a trustworthy person. Yes. But I'm not measuring myself on the scale of other men. Yes. She may be. I'm not. So, since I know that I'm a trustworthy person, if I start getting the inkling that you're trust issues are starting to come out on me knowing that i'm what i said i am we're gonna have a problem you know like don't get me wrong there's wiggle room to think that i may be just like everybody else Mm -hmm. but you need to be gathering enough information to determine if i'm a person that you want to trust and if you do do it if you don't don't every time i see people with joint accounts i just it's so stupid it is so fucking stupid like i just don't understand why you had a facebook he had a facebook y'all get together now y'all gotta have a joint facebook and then when you break up if you break up now you go back it's stupid i'm just gonna keep my shit you keep your shit and that's fine we're good like i don't understand that that doesn't make any sense but what i pay attention to i would take i would go I pay attention to how like people treat wait staff at restaurants because I feel like that tells you a lot about a person, especially if it's somebody like I've gone out with people that were, you know, had pretty solid careers. And so if you get so far removed from from what just this man is working, this woman is working, they, you know, 
they out here doing what the fuck you do just at something different and you like treat them like they ain't shit i don't like that and i'm going out with people that have done that i went out with a pharmacist which pharmacists make pretty good money but he was such a dick to the it's like nigga he had worked and let him do his his job he bringing the food first of all you done from fucking with somebody that's gonna handle your food before you get it and please don't I, I we together but don't fuck with my food because i do it same shit i can't stand when people do that shit this is the dumbest shit ever this person is going to bring you your food you having an attitude with them when you can't see what they do before you get it like, it's not finna do none of your food i ain't gonna take the risk now i'm gonna say nobody has ever done something <laughs> anybody's food but what i will say is that that's something i took serious as hell when i was serving you ain't fucking with nobody food in my presence i don't give a fuck what they did to your ass <laughs> you know what i'm saying so but just the way that you i i just pay attention to how people treat everybody in their life i don't because of course you're gonna treat me nice especially in the beginning like i want to get an idea of when i ain't shining no more how how that treatment might look right because everybody get treated nicely in the beginning that's how the fuck you keep getting the dates you know what i'm saying but like yeah. if if you got tense relationships with everybody else in your fucking life that's a problem because what what i got to look forward to for shit to get tense with us because it's tense with everybody else in your life all your friends your family members like i pay attention to what uh, their relationships look like with other people and i'm not gonna base my whole decision on that but like i said if you got more bad relationships than good in your life then at some point you the common denominator nigga and I, i'm gonna be side-eyeing you a little bit so that's the kind of stuff i pay attention to more than like taking him to somewhere and seeing the kind of spender he is is mm-hmm. how does he treat people in his life um because that's again that's a good indicator of how uh i can be and you know what so gray shirt I was thinking about this the other day. I didn't pay attention, but gray shirt was not. He felt like everybody in his life wasn't. He complained about everybody like talking to him. You know what I'm saying? Like when he would come home, you know, moms talk. My mom talked me to death about shit I don't care about, but I listen because she's my mom and like, you know, he, he would just get so upset. Like, she just talks to me about all this stuff that I don't care about. She your mama. Like, it's a conversation. Like, he would go so far as to not even want her to come pick him up from the airport because he didn't want to have to have a 10-minute conversation. It's a 10-minute conversation with your mama, my nigga. Like, why is this so difficult for you? Or, like, even with his friends, like, I don't, you know, he going to call and want to talk. That's what, yeah, nigga, that's what people do. <laughs> conversations. And he also... I think I told you this. I don't think I've said it on the show because I was trying to wait till I was far enough removed from that situation. He might still listen, but I don't give a fuck at this point. I told you about the eyelash thing. Eyebrow. Eyebrow thing. Remember? So, <laughs> I don't even remember how we got on this, but I, he was saying that, um, oh, because he was going to have to cut off his beard. That's what it was. He was going to have to cut off his beard because of drill. And I was saying, you know, it's going to grow back like it's not that deep. And he's like, well, cut off your eyebrows. And I was like, that's not necessarily the same thing. Like, your beard doesn't really have a function. My eyebrows have a function. This nigga was like, yeah, I mean, it keeps, I know that your eyebrows keep the sun out of your eyes. They do what now? <laughs> they, they what? He was like, they keep the sun your out of your eyebrows? eyes. eyebrows? Exactly. 
<laughs> and my lashes don't even do that shit. <laughs> he could not believe oh, that. Do they? No, no I let you oh, sweat out your so eyes. So do your eyebrows. When your when sweat rolls down from your head, your eyebrows will keep sweat and stuff it from catch going one, down. And then the, the eyebrows catch the rest. Exactly. But or eyelashes catch the rest. He would say little shit that was real stupid, and because I and it put me in a precarious situation because I wanted to be like, nigga, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I also was like, well, we ain't got close enough where I can do that. So let me just gently be like, no, I don't think that's what your eyebrows are for. Then when I said it was to keep stuff out of your eyes, he was like, you think that me saying it keeps the sun out is ridiculous? Well, you think that, that it keeping sweat out makes more sense? Yes, nigga, what you mean? It's a quick Google search, nigga, what the fuck? So, like, he just... There was some traits. I've done that several times. <laughs> I've misspoken. That made me look real stupid to the person. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. Like, I remember getting into, it wasn't an argument. We were just playing in just how we was doing it. But it's like, <laughs> in my hair for a moment, I swore stop sign had six sides. What? Yeah, I don't know. It's I an don't, octagon. I know it is an octagon. But. For that moment in my head, I was like, stop sign got six sides. And then after that whole thing, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> like, but now I'm stupid for to somebody forever. But I have them moments. I have them moments a lot. I don't, I don't. And I be practicing using new words sometimes <laughs> because I, I hear them and I try to use them in context so that I can keep building my vocabulary. And I fool around and I use one word for three days, three, three different, three different times the whole day. And at the end of the day, I go to the dictionary. I'll be like, oh, I've been using that wrong. <laughs> and I hope they didn't know. But if they know now, I'm stupid. Oh, like it wasn't even that he was wrong. It was the fact that he couldn't possibly believe that he could potentially be wrong because it was so fucking stupid everybody i told that story to immediately was like the sun out of you <laughs> like it was immediately stupid but for him it was just like yeah that makes perfect sense like you're the crazy one keep sweat out of your eyes nigga how bushy are your eyebrows do you know how much hair you would have to have for this to shield your eyes from the sun at all <laughs> So, so you mean to tell me if you go outside right now and look up at the sun, your eyebrows is gonna protect you from that? No, you gonna damn near be blind. You had to go to the hospital and get some of the little dark Ray, Ray Charles shades that they put oh, on shit. your face. That's what's gonna happen. Yes, like, but on the out, on the outside of that situation, I went back and thought about a lot of the stuff that happened, and I was like, that was not gonna work long term. Just not even because of the shit that went down, as far as like how it ended, but just. Little shit like that would have slowly got on my goddamn nerves. Like, you you call people to have a conversation. And, yeah, people going to talk. She, my mom tells these work stories. Yeah, nigga. That's what grown people have conversations about. You you understand how much of our life we spend at work? It's a lot. You're going to have a lot of work stories. Like, he just, he just didn't want to listen to, like, other people talk. He was going to create a situation where it's going to be hard to communicate with him because at some point he just don't want to hear that shit. But then, you know, it's a, it's well, that's a, what happened. It's a large genre of men that exist out here that think that the best thing that a woman could do is just tend to how your day was and not talk about day day. The fuck out of here. It's just, it's just genre of men out there it that's on that other equal shit. equal exchange. Like, but the fact that you 
could go long periods without seeing your mom and not talking to her and then of course she catching you up on the shit that's happening in her life and it may seem mundane to you because she don't do what you do but he was just an asshole about it like he just wasn't very nice when it came to listening and it didn't have to be his mom anybody in his life like his male friends like ah, you know you know you gonna want to talk about this are you friends with him or not like you listen when your friends are, are dealing with something that's what the fuck being a friend is i hope that all my friends know and that who are listening to this podcast that uh if you don't want to have a conversation with me i could care less about having a conversation with you <laughs> just let me know won't impact our friendship any i'm a therapist by trade i I'm a therapist because of how I am. I'm not how I am because I'm a therapist. So if I ask a lot of questions, I'm oh, inquisitive. Yeah. I break, try to break into things that are seemingly simple and try to get understandings of it. If you don't like that, just tell me it's fine. Don't let me talk to you. If you don't want to be talked to, just tell me, you know, um, that's too deep and, <laughs> and I'll never be deep with you ever again. <laughs> ever. Let me know. I mean, I'm just like, I really, really value the relationships I have. Mm-hmm. But if if it had to go tomorrow, I'll be fine. And I guess that's that low anxiety, low emotional, maybe if availability or just maybe, I don't know, my lack of empathy. I don't know. Maybe that's what that is. Like. If any relationship I have today have to go tomorrow, I'd probably be fine. I had practiced this with very strong relationships before. <laughs> you know, my granddaddy, uh, he was it's time for him to go. You know, so. Jesus. What? It's just We all got our time. I know, but my God, it just sounds so harsh. <laughs> it's time I want to go. Mean, if, if, if everybody in my life died from natural causes, I'd be, I'd definitely be fine. I ain't crying at none of them funerals. What's going? What'll fuck me up is if somebody die from some random bullshit, like mm. car wreck or some shit like mm. that. That's where I'm gonna be like, they they had plans and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they had people they wanted to see this weekend and things they wanted to do this weekend, yeah. and now, boom, you know. But if it's a situation where they get to prepare and get to let everybody know, and you know, people, even if it was something a sickness, in which their time was dwindling down, like John McCain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, he prep everything. Yeah, so that'll be. So I don't know how that's gonna be, but I don't know. Oh, that's that's it for the engagement. But but if you're my friend and you don't you don't want to have the conversations I have, just let me know. I won't take it out on you. I know I ask a lot. I know I talk a lot. And you go deep into things that <laughs> have um, a surface level. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like jump head first into the deep end of it. It's uh, it is very. I'm over analytical. Yes, which is very, very, very helpful in my profession. It is sometimes helpful in my regular everyday life. It is not helpful in my pursuit of a relationship at all. No. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to go on into the funeral? Yeah. So. Aretha Franklin passed away and had the longest funeral known to man. First of all, the viewing was like over days and they kept changing her outfit, which was just like, the fuck? It's ridiculous. Then the funeral itself was like six hours or some shit. 
Um, they <laughs> Ariana Grande performed at the funeral, and two things I, I want to note from that: one, Bill Clinton cannot help but look like the creepy old grimy ass old man. Like there are videos of him or pictures of him watching her, and he just looked like a creepy ass old man that just would like be pinching nurses asses if he was in the nursing home at some point all of them old men up there had looked like (laughs) they was oogling her for being up there jesse jackson was one of them yes at some point all them men was looking at her with them eyes but bill clinton i think you know he he white was the only white person up there he just uh. and then the history that we know of him <laughs> that he is that guy like not only do he look like that guy but he is that guy is. people's put cashes like bill clinton like he ready to risk it all <laughs> but he is not the pervert that i want to talk about <laughs> so there was a pastor what is his name i have no idea i could never remember his name i'm gonna look it up there was a pastor that gave a speech and Ariana Ariana was standing up there beside him and he kept hugging her to him and you could see him like groping <laughs> her boob and she's like pulling away like she looks uncomfortable and every time she like tries to pull back he pulls her in closer and so a lot of people noticed and made comment about it and you had different reactions to it. You had people that were outraged as they should have been because it was fucking ridiculous. And then you had people that were making excuses that were like, oh, he's a pastor. That's just how they do in the church. Not not no church I've never been in. I, I don't have pastors groping me. Like, that isn't, that's not, that's not okay. Like, it's, it's not all right. Did you find his name? Charles Ellis III. Charles Ellis III. Uh, people was just making you had people that were saying that you had people that were commenting on her what she had on if you're supposed to be a man of God it don't fucking matter what the fuck she had on that gives you the right to go groping her like what does her what she had on have to do with anything like and that's the kind of shit that makes me angry whenever we talk about sexual assault or sexual misconduct and you want to go talking about what the person had on the fuck difference does it make that just is you diverting attention from what the actual issue is. Let's not talk about his behavior. Let's talk about what she had on. The what? And if she had on a pantsuit, he still would have done the same thing. <laughs> he would have. Because, you know, men in those positions of power that would. Now, let me add a component to this. Um, I'm not sure that the pastor was like. I'm finna feel a titty, <laughs> you know, when he called her back up there to do that. Um, I don't know which one more dangerous, a subconscious groping of somebody, you know, because that's probably how you deal with your congregation often mm. or, or an intentional one. I don't, I don't know. Either way, it's an abuse of power. It's an abuse of the position that he was in because that is why he was able to do it. Like, this ain't it, like that ain't even the most problematic thing that happened. Like so after the song, he called her back up there. That's when he put his arm around mm-hmm. her and 
was like, you know, my daughter always tell me I'm old. You daddy, you old at sixty. When I saw Ariana Grande on the on the uh, what is it called? The obituary or the, the program? The program. Yeah. I thought it was a combo at Taco Bell. <sighs> so what? Offensive to the Latino community. Yes. But also, Ariana Grande is not Latino. Which was news to me. She is Italian-American. <laughs> Had no idea. I didn't know the Grande name. Grande, I feel like we saying it wrong. Or maybe she's saying it wrong. She's saying her own last name wrong. I'm saying through through cultural history. Like, my name, so half of my family don't put an E on our name. It's just like how some things get lost through the translation well, of the history. What would it have been? I what, don't know. What, what would be Italian version of Grande? Um, grand or grand or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, grande, grande or something like that. I just like, like Mario. I'm so sorry. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I'm trying to think of the difference between Italian pronunciations of things and um and a Latino pronunciation. I don't know if the e in Italian makes that a sound. I think the a still makes a sound, but I don't think the e is. Like a, so I don't know. I don't know. I gotta just research on that. But I don't know. But yes, he did. So one, that bullshit. <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna talk about combo, and then now he groping and stuff like that. And so, and I was just saying that to say, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but it's still problematic. And anybody who, if you are a church goer, and you are critical about what women wear in the church that's fine talk about that on your own time with this situation that should not be anywhere near this conversation it should not be anywhere near anything related to that pastor touching her like because whether on purpose or inadvertently or you just ain't smart it's going to seem as if you are making his behavior seem a little bit more okay and or expected because of how she dressed you know it should that, that's not the case and nope. then ariana grande she might not go to church she might not understand the the culture of of what to wear at a church this was a funeral and it was a high profile funeral an italian you know what if aretha franklin attended her own funeral i ain't gonna say she attended her own funeral but i'm gonna say that she dressed like she had her she had her titties out a lot. She did. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know if it, are the rules different for a high profile wedding for somebody who dressed a little bit different. Kind of hard for hers not to be out there. It's so huge, but um, I'm just saying they like. Well, you, I mean, you see the hang time like from the side with her of, situation. Yeah. A lot of Italians are Catholic, so even if she does go to church, she might be Catholic. She might not even go to this so type of a for ceremony. people to use her clothes as some measure of anything. It's stupid to me. It shouldn't have mattered because it, it. See, that's the what 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 largely because that shouldn't matter. But also, you cannot say that pastors are held to this standard and then just be like, "Well, she shouldn't have had the dress on." What he was supposed to do? Be a motherfucking pastor? The <laughs> fuck? Like, even if you feel like for whatever reason men are are resorted to just being just the basis of instinct when they see a woman if they see any kind of skin they just revert to wolves or some shit as a pastor is he still supposed to is he not above that is he not held to a different standard 
even if you feel like men do just they see a, a thigh and just lose their shit oh my god it's a thigh but that's where the wolf that's where it makes a difference as to whether this was intentional or whether this was some subconscious situation so where britney comes into the conversation yes is that you know uh her outlook on religion is different yeah she's she's more involved in faith than, than i either. am oh, shit, neither one of than either one of us but <laughs> i i said that you know the bible it has built-in misogyny and uh and and she said that the Bible reports the news. Like the Bible just reports what was said. It doesn't okay behavior. You know, we don't okay behaviors and stuff that come along with it. Um, and I wasn't saying that to like diss the Bible. Um, so I, I hope it didn't come off like that. But it's a system by which men are the ones that are expected to lead and they're expected to be at the top and they're expected to be held by standards. And the Bible is a platform that puts men at these the helm of these places but without a way to really determine if that man is the right man to be there. Mm -hmm. So if a pastor, if that, let's say that pastor is a creep, you know, and let's say that he do fondle women in the context of his congregation, who going to say something who might even, they might not even be uncomfortable with it because it's just pastor because they don't believe in his head that he will have any ill intentions. And so him doing that is just, you know, that's just how pastor hug. (laughs) Does he hug the men? Does he grab their tits when he? I just I, the the way that people justify stuff for themselves to make situations okay is just so funny to me. Like, like oh, it's just how pastor he is. That's just what he do. You don't take that personal. He cut my ass cheek. That's that's personal. I feel like that's very personal. But like, people justify stuff to fit into the narrative that they they set forth for how this particular area of their life is supposed to work and pastors get held to such this this standard i mean i use these mega pastors of these mega churches as examples all the time these people literally are giving the last bit of money that they have to a pastor that's rolling up in a fucking rolls royce that's uh that's his own thing though that prosperity gospel that's his own thing what do you mean it's like uh I don't even call that church for real. That's just, it's a scam. It's a pyramid scam that they use the Bible for. But it's still like, um, what's his name? Maybe, maybe Creflo Dollar TD Jakes are closer to a combination between actual church and prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. But you got a lot of other like prosperity gospel people who, who are problematic and just, try to take from the community yeah well even what is it the the one that was flying little boys i always the package what it alone had that package you're not gonna tell me he just lost weight then died like that you do not know that he had the package that man was skinnier than jimmy who was his name dino mike (laughs) i can't can't, his his name walker Yeah, he was skinnier than that dude when he died. He was. And, and like, within a year before that, he was taking pictures at the gym <laughs> with his muscles up. <laughs> Sending, but the what diseases I mean, ate them muscles. <laughs> what I mean is, like, even with that situation, his congregants made it okay. Like, he was sending pictures of himself and body armor to these boys and taking them across seas and doing all this. And they made it okay. They made it okay for themselves. Like, and still was following him till he left here. By whatever means he left. I don't know what, what took him out. I don't know. 
but whatever it was, they were still falling in behind that him. package, <laughs> and not the one from UPS <laughs> or FedEx. Whatever it was, he, I mean, I just... Oh, religion, man. My issue has always been, I feel like, with religion itself. It's not with spirituality. It's not with faith or the things that people... It's it's religion and that whole doctrine and the whole way that it's set up and the way that people will justify bullshit and will sit by and watch people get victimized on the face of, well, it's the pastor or he probably didn't do that or give it just... My God. I my problem with religion is not the religion itself. It is the people that are expected to govern it and the level of trust that you have to those to give to those people who, who are to govern it. And one thing that, you know, Brittany said, because the other pastor who did the eulogy, mm-hmm. he got the Bible wrong. Yeah. From her perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't listen to it, but Mm-mm. it was too much. And then he had some messages for black community. He was like the black community done lost its soul and it wasn't connected to Aretha Franklin dying and now soul is gone. But like he was being critical of that. And so he had a lot of problems with that situation. And Just she was saying it. that, you know, there should be some kind of licensing method to ensure that the people who are doing this are actually up to the task. Because there it is and, and accurate with the information, but it's hard to do that with three thousand different sects of Christianity. You know, it's hard to do that with every little bit because at a at a certain point, it gets to just a difference of interpretation. Yeah, it depends on like a Southern Baptist is going to be different than the Episcopal. That's going to be different than a Pentecostal. That's going to be different than Protestant. They're going to have their own interpretations and their own ways does, of doing it. How does theology school work? I thought, I don't know how it works. Does it does it teach about a bunch of different, or is it just your specific chosen one? Like Theology do what I feel like every single black parent, theology school do from from a dude I know that uh, that's in theology school. It Now, it might just be his school, but it forces you to answer all the questions that we need to be answering when we young about faith, you know, in terms of why we believe it, what it means, what it means opposed to other things, like all of the stuff he be posting on his page and the papers he got to do pretty much be like the paper, the title of the paper be like, I don't believe in that dumb ass shit. Make me believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And so he like got the research, looking the you know they how would you do regular papers? Mm-hmm. But like theology school basically, it do what Mormon Mormonism do I think because what Mormons you know the, when they door to door door to door mm-hmm. it it pushes you out into a place where people are going to reject you, so that you can find your place on the scale of faith. Is theology the same as seminary? Is that different? Um, I don't know. He, in, I don't think he in seminary. I don't know. I can't. I, I really don't know which one. I think mm-hmm. seminary might be. You done got past all of that stuff, and you getting ready to be actually going to a church. Like but you. everybody that gets a church doesn't go to seminary. Well, I mean, all the churches I ever been to, it was just somebody in the community that had a vision mm-hmm. and had the money to get a building. Yeah, and had people to start coming to the church. Mm-hmm. And then they come and they start tired. Like it but was that never... was Britney's point was that that happens a lot. And so people are, are blindly following behind this person that has no basis other than their own interpretation or what they were taught to believe. And they're just kind of passing it on. There is no. But I also research. feel like if that was a if that was a solution, then Catholic priests wouldn't be out here messing with these boys. 
because Catholicism is the one that put you through the ringer to get where you at. Well, but I don't. I think she was saying that in regards to like following in behind people, like the guy getting the Bible wrong because he hadn't actually researched it. More so that than people getting victimized. Like I don't think that them getting education would help people not be victimized because somebody that that has that kind of a personality that's predatory like that, this is the perfect line of work for them to go into because they are going to get access to some disillusioned, disenfranchised people that they're able to build up and make them into who they want to be. So I think she was saying that more to for like people following folks that get the Bible wrong. I'm going to have to listen to some of his views because I wonder what wrong is in this context because is it wrong because he literally said the scripture wrong, you know, or is it a matter of difference between having the the King James version of the Bible versus some other interpretation, international? Uh Or is it that it's just a matter of difference in how that scripture is being interpreted and, you know, it being wrong means that my interpretation is different than yours? I don't know. I don't know. I can't watch that. I just think it's just it's just way too many holes to plug in in that system that it's gonna be hard to plug in in either way. Her funeral was too long. I couldn't watch it. I just I couldn't. But that man know he was wrong. Well, I ain't gonna say he know he was wrong. He was wrong. He know he's come out. I think he's said something about it. These these days you got to. (laughs) Yeah. You got to. Ariana ain't saying shit. (laughs) She just ain't gonna get involved. My name Bennett. I ain't in it. I wasn't there. That's what I'm around the ground is on. <laughs> um, have you listened to Eminem's new album? I have. What are your thoughts? I think it's all right. I, I mean, I think I'm, you know what? I actually, I like it, but I think I've been over Eminem's rap style for some time, though. I like his rap style. And Revival, the album before this, I didn't like because it wasn't his it wasn't his rap style. Like he was doing this talking free flow. Like I don't know what the kind of like was. he did that cipher. Yeah, the whole album was like I don't like that. I ain't like that. I didn't like that. It wasn't him. It was weird. The cadence was weird. I just didn't like it. And so I was not a fan of any of the songs on that album. Like that walk on water song here with Beyonce. Like that his flow was way off this is more like slim shady like when he first came out and yes like people get on my nerves like i saw I supposed saying he's 45 and he's still like okay but jay-z and beyonce did an entire album where a lot of the shit that they're saying is braggadocious you know what i'm saying like i just don't know that you can so he's 45 he shouldn't be rapping about this shit uh, i don't know I mean, and my favorite song on that album is Not Alike with Royce the Five Nine. And they are basically making fun of mumble rap. And it's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. And it is by far (laughs) my favorite song. And one of my favorite lines is he says, I'm a dick and you suck. That's about as much as we (laughs) have. I love that song. My favorite song. Um, I'm a fan. I like the album because it's original. I, I, I think I come to realize that, you know, I think I'm over Eminem. Uh, I used to be a big Eminem fan. I think I told a story of my mama. She is devout, a devout Christian mm-hmm. woman who can see spirits and feel pain mm-hmm. and things of that nature, you know, and uh, and I've met some people who 
can see spirits and feel pain since I really just think that those are people that are much more tied to the energy that is in the world. And some of us just ain't. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe it as, you know, and, and my mama just happened to define it in terms of faith. Other people happen to define it in terms of energy, but she would like, if we would, if I would have twist my ankle at football, as soon as we get in the car, she'd be like, somebody ankle hurt. Like who hurt their ankle? Or they elbow or mm -hmm. whatever it was. She did it all the time. My friends were aware of this, mm -hmm. you know, and it was weird to them <laughs> stuff. I've been dealing with my, my whole life and she'll see spirits. My cousin and my aunt too, you know, like a spirit of clutter in my grandmama house and they'll define this. They'll tell me what it looked like. And, and I know that they didn't sit around, around a round table and say, <laughs> let's come up with a story about what this thing looked like so that we could tell people so that it looked like, you know what I'm saying? And and they'll have similar ways of defining. I'm like, okay, that's weird. But my mama, I had a 112 CD. I had 112. It was okay. It was not their first album. I don't think it was the second album. And I don't remember what songs was on it. I think it was a song with the song with Lil Zane on it. Yeah, it was Lil the, Zane. Yeah, you remember Lil Zane? I remember Lil Zane. I'm trying to think of the song with One Twelve. Uh, peaches and not peaches and cream. Peaches and no. In your bedroom, they know that it's okay. Okay. Anywhere we can do it anywhere. Yeah, that's yes. it. <laughs> he popping up. We can do it from the bedroom to the floor. You know, like okay. But anyway. <laughs> Is Lil Zane still alive? But anyway, <laughs> when I played that CD in her presence and she could hear it, she felt pain. It don't really matter that she could actually hear the music. I know this shit sound weird. It's like if I had a headphones in and, you know, you pull it out and you can hear it a little bit. Mm -hmm. She'll be like, what are you listening to? You know, that I feel that, you know, mm -hmm. and it'll be like 112. And so I played it in a car one time and she was like, this that album you be listening to that be you know i can feel that's pain mm -hmm. she said you need to break that cd she don't even know what they talking about she don't know nothing. she just feel it i need you to break that cd i was like all right because i wasn't i wasn't really uh i didn't really argue about nothing i was like okay whatever and then but she said i'll buy you two more cds if you for breaking that one and and she and i broke it and so we went to the mall because you know i used to think that when she did that it was a trap i used to think that that was her <laughs> wanting what she want but using god and the bible and church to say why i can't have it i was thinking i feel pain when she say stuff like i feel pain that is not of god you gotta break that cd i just thought she didn't want me to have it but when i tell you the two cds that she bought for me in place of breaking that 112 Cause she said I can get anything. I got Eminem's first album. Oh nigga. No, no, no. It wasn't Eminem's first album. It was the second album, the one with the E on it. It wasn't the Slim Shady LP. It was oh, the Marshall okay. Mathers LP. And then I got Hot Boys, Gorilla Warfare. <laughs> and on the way home, I put both of them CDs into the radio. Neither of which she felt pain from, even though it was inappropriate language. So that's just some of the stuff from my past that really make me believe that my mama experienced and what she say she experienced because she could have used it to her benefit at some point mm -hmm. but she didn't she she was honorable about that system but that that M, i was in the eminem to that level and i even remember eminem's cassette tape came out as a demo 
in FYE long ago. Like when you was checking out, you could just grab one of his tapes. Mm -hmm. And it had My Name Is on it. It had F The World on it. And it had Brain Damage. Them was three songs that was on his first album, mm -hmm. which I can rap all the way through. <laughs> I can rap those all the way through. But, but I'm just saying that so I used to be really, really heavily into Eminem. Mm -hmm. Up to maybe the Eminem show. After that, Eminem dropped off of me. I don't know why. It's like he really talks about a lot of nothing. And I am still the kind of person who would like some content in what I listen to. But I always like how he said what he said and how he fit the words where he fit them. That's why I still rock with him. Like his ability or his master of the language is it's amazing to see or, or to listen to. And, you know, when you go and you look at the lyrics for some of these songs and you see what he's actually saying, it's like shit. And for me, it's like he's not grown any in terms of what I look for in my artists to advance and move forward in. I think he tried. I think Revival was his attempt at that, and people kind of shit all over it. Me included. Like hence, hence this <laughs> surprise album. Yes. Where when he released it, he tweeted out, don't put too much thought into it. Yeah. Just listen, you know. And so, and the whole album is essentially him talking about, you know, y'all was talking shit. Yeah. And I want to address that. I was one of those people. I hated Revive. I just, it was, I didn't like, he tried to talk about more like serious things. He tried to talk about some of his struggles. Like it wasn't the content. It was the delivery. I did not like that he changed up his flow for that whole, I didn't like that. Like the way that Cypher was, I don't like, I didn't like that. It wasn't him. And so it wasn't the content. It wasn't what he was rapping about. It was that he changed up his flow. And I think that, a lot of people probably wasn't really feeling it because of that. And I dude, feel like if he had rapped about the same stuff but did it in a way he normally does it, it would have been a little bit more successful. Do we know what happened between him and D12? I don't know because one of the songs he's like, he said really D12 is. is over. Yeah, like in one of the songs, like he said the friendships friendship still intact, but D12 is over. Like yeah, I'm I was interested. In, I mean, I started looking up videos and stuff, but I couldn't really find nothing concrete on youtube know. about what might have happened but man he 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 dissed i don't know if he dissed charlemagne but he mentioned charlemagne he did mention Char he mentioned academics yeah he mentioned joe button he mentioned um lil yachty he mentioned lil pump and lil zan mgk machine gun kelly he, he mentioned machine gun kelly uh Dang, who else? He mentioned some more people in that in that whole. Gez got a little bit of a mention, but I don't even think it was him that said it. Um, Royce the Five Nine said, I'm, "I'm cool and white like Gez" or something to that effect. He was mentioned, but it wasn't. Nah. But you know, his song "Fall" was pretty much going in on people and tell them shit. What he said about Joe Button? He said, "Uh, he said like stop coming for me before you." Before the zip on your body bag is the closest thing to a hit you had since hitting bitches. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> like, his creativity never fit. And then, like, I know he got flow because, like, that Roman Revenge on Nicki Minaj's album, mm -hmm. that was amazing to me. So, I don't know. It's not like I, I like the album, but, like, I'm realizing that. I've surpassed the reasons that I liked Eminem back then for. I still envy you know? and 
enjoy his wordplay and i feel like he has an ability that a lot of people don't have now and the and the fact that he is able to say stuff in in such a way that make you be like shit like i felt that my god it hurt me and he wasn't even talking about me oh he's just real creative like you you could take a whole lot away from him he's an asshole he's had drug issues he's had family relationship issues that have played out for everybody to see but the one thing you cannot take away from him is his ability to put words together in a way that is uniquely his can't take it away from him so i'm a fan i like this album way better than the other one like i said it wasn't what he was talking about it was the way he was doing it i just i didn't like that that new flow he was trying. i don't know what the fuck that was like it was like he was just talking he mocking the new flows now he is but it's hilarious in a couple of songs <laughs> yes. but like but when he do it it still sound all right it does. I was like, like he mocking it, but I'm like, I mean, he doing it. It's, it don't sound bad, and it's on a good beat too, because that's the essence of them mumble songs. Like if you do it on a good meat, good beat, yeah, I say good meat. If you do it on a good beat, <laughs> then you know, is is more acceptable. Oh Jesus! So Roy Oliver, who's that? Roy Oliver is a police officer. Oh yes, I remember this. Thing. He, there was a party a couple of years ago, and police officers rolled up and what happened was gunshots rang out mm -hmm. gunshots happened from the house behind the party but what happened was because the party full of black teenagers was evacuating black teens got in a car and started to drive off and some roy oliver for whatever reason i guess in his head he determined that oh we heard gunshots they must have come from this party where these black people at we just saw these black kids jump in the car they're about to take off I should shoot in that car. Uh, so he shot in the car, and he shot a 15-year-old boy in the back of the head. I feel so bad for not knowing the boy's name right now. Jordan Edwards was the boy's name. And Roy Oliver made up a whole lie after that. Roy Oliver said they got in the car. Uh, they was they They backed up and tried to hit us. And so because they tried to hit us, I felt like my life was in danger. I shot into the back of the car. Boom. Now, the reality is he shot the person that wasn't driving. So if they wanted to hit you, they then they would have hit, hit you hit still. You. Yeah. And his partner said, no, that shit did not happen <laughs> like that. Not Neither one of us felt danger in that situation. That car was not backing up towards us. The kids essentially jumped in the car. He pulled out his gun and he shot into that car and he killed that boy. And so because of that, he was convicted of murder. Not the first police officer convicted of murder because the guy that killed Walter Scott, don't know his name, he was convicted of murder. Same shit. Shot somebody in the back. He shot Walter Scott in the back. This man shot Jordan Edwards in the back. He was sentenced to 15 years in jail. Now, I'm glad that we have a situation now where a police officer was held accountable for what he did when what he did was wrong. Mm -hmm. Again, because this is the second time that's happened. But how do we feel? How do we feel about it being fifteen years? Because if if Jordan Edwards would have Shot killed that, that police officer, he would have been in jail for life, or he might have got the death you know, penalty depending on the state. So in my head, it's like. Should we be happy that some accountability has been placed 
and it do come with 15 years is, is not a short period of time especially not for a police officer yeah especially if he's got if he got to serve 15 years of it are we happy with some semblance of justice because he he got some consequence that most police officers don't get in this situation or should we still be angry that it's not enough now in my perspective from my perspective the black community i feel like in a lot of instances we want so much more even though we got something we never got before mm -hmm. you know it's like well that's cool but I, mean, I don't know what like i don't start know what somewhere. you know what i'm saying like i don't think it was enough time for what he did he took somebody's child away from them um but at the same time i do think that realistically we we gotta start at some point and if that starting point is them being held accountable and maybe not getting the amount of time we feel like if, if going forward we can start to see them get more time i would accept that as opposed to him getting off like it's been happening and nothing happening to and him. and i think i feel that way i i mean we can be content with what he got but still be looking for justice to be more fair and to grow and to become what it's supposed to be but i also think that we got a long way to go because these have been clear cut you shot somebody in the back of the head without no warning mm -hmm. you know versus stuff like what sterling out Al sterling where oh he's got a gun i'm gonna shoot him well there's a lot of people out here that got guns they can carry mm -hmm. and you didn't know that he couldn't carry before you had you you realized that he had a gun you know so i just wanted to pull that out there man we 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 got some monitoring to do in this situation as it pertains to when police officers do this what kind of consequences pop up i mean if texas if texas gonna convict a police officer for this we got hope in a lot more liberal states mm -hmm. to get some reform done that holds cops accountable and the thing is i don't i don't want police officers to go to jail just because they police officers i don't want police officers to suffer just because they police officers what i want is i want for police officers before they put a black or any brown person in a compromised position that they know that there is some risk involved if they fuck up because what i want is no cop to be hurt harming no brown people and doing no brown people bad but if they gonna do it i need them to think for a second shit like if I fuck up, if I if if my assumptions are wrong, I might get the Roy Oliver treatment. Mm -hmm. I need that, that to be in their mind because what's in their mind right now is I ain't gonna get convicted. You know, even if I make a mistake, even if I pull this trigger too many times when I could have pulled it a few times less, even if I chase after this dude and and think that his gun is like it's, it's okay. You know, I, I'll be all right. I'll be protected. They don't need to feel like they protected. Mm -hmm. They need to feel like they owe the community something to keep from from what's going on to keep going on. But that's my spiel on that. Kyle Green wants to be your nigger. <laughs> okay. Kyle Green is a farmer running for state, a state house seat uh in minnesota and his campaign ad 
has people upset because toward the end of his video, <laughs> he says, I want to be your state representative. I want to be your public servant and I want to be your nigger. So I've been racking my brain <laughs> trying to figure out what tactic he is trying to take. <laughs> And I have no idea. I am <laughs> utterly dumbfounded at what he might have been trying to com convey. Now, if he would have said, I want to be your nigga, I would understand. Oh, he is trying to deeply cater to the African-American community in this situation. But to say, I want to be your nigga, hard, hard ER. Hard. Yeah. I have no idea what he was trying to accomplish with that. I had uh okay so they wanted they asked him why and when they asked him why he said we need to unify as a society and we need to stop dealing with trivial matters uh nothing says unity more than calling your oh uh, uh, it's a part of history it's a part of the American history regardless of race it's a part of my history being African American white and Cherokee Indian. How can you say it's a part of my history being white? <laughs> like, there's nothing positive about nigga being a part of the white lexicon in any part in history. It's always been bad up to now. It's still bad when white people use it. Why you say cracker or some? So, because he's half white. So like, why not use a word <laughs> used to to describe white people in a negative light? And it, I mean, because that if he half white, why would he do that? Like, he shouldn't do that if he's half white. Like, if he got a white parent, he shouldn't do that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He shouldn't say nigga either with a hard er. Well, it sounds like <laughs> what his reasoning was that we need to come together, so we shouldn't use this word <laughs> like it's a bad word. We should all just be able to say it freely because that's how we gonna come together. <laughs> Is that what he talking about? I guess so. <laughs> I do not agree. <clears throat> that's all I can say. I don't agree. That's just not a good campaign strategy. I want to be your nigga. Like, I feel like, I feel like he would put in a house slave application. Yes, he would. You know, like, I feel like this is, I feel like if, if black people campaigned about which plantation they want to go to and they had a stage to do it, I want to be your servant. I want to be your nigga. And all the white well, this 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 Negro has got he got it. He damn, he I'm putting a bid in for this one. He in Minnesota. He's gonna be my nigger. <laughs> like there's nothing about that that make me understand why I should vote for him. And the thing is, I feel like there's a way that he could have done that to make me feel like oh he cool, but. I feel like hard he was talking ER. to white people. Because it was a hard ER he was. I wonder which one of his parents is white. I still have a theory about, like, depending on which one of your parents is white, it, it, there's a lot that goes into that. I like, feel like it got to be his daddy that's white. I feel like it got to be his daddy that's white. He's like George Zimmerman. Oh, George yeah. Zimmerman's daddy was white. And so he asserted his cultural dominance onto that man's life to the point that he can be Latino but come out here and act like white people in the terms of how he dealt with Tray Trayvon Martin. 
to say that you did this so people could focus on what real issue all the only thing people took away from that is that you said you want to be their nigger that's it man like i don't even know nothing else in his slogan because that's all that anybody is talking about so if that was your goal you failed horrifically so one facebook user wrote from the article i'm reading I ain't even going to lie. If I live there, I'd vote for him because he either has huge balls, he's serious, and he's about to go gangster, or he's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I agree with all of those sentiments, but I don't agree with the I'd vote for him sentiment because he need to do it right. He got, a weird, he got a weird mouth. He has a white mouth. Yeah, he got a weird mouth. Like, it's like he, he got one a- of them white mouth that when he talk, it, it look like it's upside down. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean, but watch that man talking. It's like his, uh, you know how when people talk and they, your facial expression naturally kind of curve up into a smile. Mm-hmm. His curved down. <laughs> and I just remember watching that video and being like, his mouth is stupid. <laughs> I didn't even know what that meant, but I just knew what I was seeing wasn't right. I wouldn't vote for him. No. Most people aren't going to. Like, he's not going to win that seat. <laughs> like, I don't... Who was his campaign manager that was like, all right, Kyle, so what we're going to do? We're going to try something radical here, brother. <laughs> we want you to go out there <laughs> and you let these people know that you're going to work real hard. And the best way to let them know that you're going to work hard, harder than you've ever worked in your life, is <laughs> for you to tell them that you're going to be the most hardworking man ever in american history you're gonna be their nigger i got a different take on it i got a different take on it i think his campaign manager called him and said we got to get this video out really really quick if <laughs> if you want to be in for the bid and if you want to start us uh, start getting you support and he was like i got it i got it trust me trust me T- uh, tonight you're gonna see it on youtube and on the website and he was so like, they didn't look at it before. Yeah, no, at all. He said, okay, I trust you. And they watched it and was like, I want to be your nigger. And they like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm connected to this fool. Like, I know he was going to do it. Like, they all having a, like they all called each other and met that night. They like, I know he was, who knew? Who knew he was going to say that shit? Whoever knew, if I find out any one of y'all knew, you're getting fired. And we gonna murder somebody in your family. He probably called. Was like, did you see it? Did you see it? <laughs> they were like, Cal, like, <laughs> bruh, no. So either he had, I don't know. Like, I just feel like they're like, Cal, you're not gonna win, <laughs> but you have potentially ruined all the careers that are, are circling around you right now. Cause they be like, oh, you you were the one that was with Kyle Green, wasn't you? You, were the, you was with the nigger dude. I'm sh- Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, wasn't a fine moment. Have to be. Uh, you was with the nigger dude. That's got to be the worst feeling in the world for anybody that. Like, is he married? Like, he got to marry somebody white if he it is. It don't matter. This is, just, this is why he's a farmer. <laughs> This is why he ain't in marketing. This is why he ain't in IT. This is why he ain't a pastor. This oh, is why Jesus. his the things that he can do the most is grow food. That is why. Because he don't need to be thinking. 
about how to get people to love him. He need to be thinking about how to get people to love the food that he grow. And you know how you do that? Not by talking. By growing good food. I was trying to see if... I just want to see what his family looks like. But there isn't one. Ain't no ain't no family for this man? None, not, not one that I can find. You know how they... Because he running. They have like pictures of the family and shit. They probably like take down everything. <laughs> We're not going to be associated with you and this bullshit, Kyle. Kyle got him. He hit him with that flex real good. <laughs> oh my God. I just, when I saw this, I thought it was a joke because I was like, who in 2018 would run a campaign? Like, even Donald Trump didn't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, who? Who would do this? Like, I was like, it has to be a joke. And when I saw that this was serious, that this nigga really, really, really did a campaign ad where he tells people that he wants to be their nigger. <laughs> what? What a hard ER. And you in the heart of Minnesota. <laughs> Which I already just feel like it's a bunch of like cotton picking farmers and shit just sitting around saying racist stuff all the time. And I'm probably wrong. I've never been. Minnesota ain't on my list of places to go. I don't feel like I would be in good company there, but nigga, what? Kyle, Kyle. Like, even if it, unless I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it wasn't his idea. But if somebody came to me and was like, Red, we got the perfect way for you to run for this state seat, yo. We want you to get on seat. Like, I'm not going to do this shit. I'm be like, you don't want to show goddamn that, the, the problem is that ain't nobody <laughs> sensible. Nobody sensible considered that. Nobody. I'm telling you, <laughs> this was a one-man show. He either insisted that this is how he was going to do it and they knew about it but couldn't do nothing, or they didn't know. This is not sensible. Like, if this were to work for him, it would be without knowledge. It's one of them things where it's like, this shit ain't going to work out, but it work out. If it do work out, it's not going to be, it's not one of them things you can plan to work out. Now he getting a lot of publicity and his name is all over the place. And if that's all the people in his little county need to vote for him, oh, I know that dude. I know that because I don't get me wrong. What I you when I used to vote, if I didn't know both of the candidates, I would vote for the one whose name I done seen on a sign. <laughs> but see, now I leave them blank. If I don't know who they are, I leave them blank. I vote for either who I know or it's gonna be blank. So Maybe people out there like me, like, I know Kyle Green name. I don't know this other dude. I'm going to vote for Kyle Green. Then you gonna, when you do research Kyle Green, you're going to be like, shit, I voted for the nigga that said he want to be nigga. It might be all right. I mean, at this point, I mean, if I knew nothing else about him, I would say, you know, maybe he's all right. Maybe he'll be all right as a politician. But you know what? He's a farmer for a reason. He's a farmer for a reason. And... And I think he's farm. <laughs> That's all he gonna get to do now because he ain't finna get this damn seat. I know that. I know that. Maybe like, he did this to get his farming business up. Maybe he knew he wasn't gonna win, but he was gonna get his name out there. And now he finna come out with some hybrid tomato that's sweet like an apple. <laughs> 
And he just wanted to make sure people knew his name before he put his brand out there. <sighs> or maybe he got like some collars and he's going Kyle Green Greens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It don't make sense. It just don't make sense. It I can't doesn't. conceptualize how I, somebody felt like that would help. I, I just would like to know whose idea it was. I no just want to know. I just, I'm curious, that, like, and what the thought process. Cause his answer don't make no fucking sense. Him saying it's a part of his history, as a, a black, white, and Cherokee Indian. What are you talking about, Kyle? No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's not a good part of your history. It's in not any, any of those contexts. No. How is it a part of Cherokee Indian history? How was nigga? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Oh, Kyle. Poor Kyle. What else am I supposed to be talking about? I had the only other thing I had was the the women that uh, that was babysitting that, that toddler. Oh, yeah, yeah. And recorded him smoking a blunt. And then was surprised that they got arrested. Because, first of all, they, neither one of them look like nobody you should be leaving your fucking kids with. Okay, adults, listen, I know you have places you want to go. If you do not have a reliable babysitter, do not leave your hand, your kid in the hands of, of racket, Ratchet, you know, Sue and, and Beck next door. Don't do that. Because this is what happens when you do. And DHR going to come in and take your child. So clearly, this was a bad situation. It was very bad. Let me tell you about another situation. And this goes into the subjectivity of the court system and how different judges interpret shit differently. And it just so happened that when it, that happens between black and white, black get the shit end of the stick. Mm -hmm. All right. How much time did these women get? Do you remember? Uh, they were looking at like 13 years. So they haven't, they haven't sentenced them. I'm going to create this situation for you. A daycare worker named Natalia Caria was working at a daycare center and a father came there to get her, get his son. He went downstairs and found that his toddler son was hanging from a noose downstairs. What? This woman. <clears throat> who realized that she had did something horrible, went to go get in her car to flee, drove out, hit three people, one of which is a bicyclist that ended up in critical condition, and drove on a speed chase from the police till she got to a point where she was going to take her life jumping off a bridge. They talked off a bridge, and they took her to jail. And she got her day in court, and the judge gave her probation. Wait, so she hung a child... Hung a child. Ran over three people. A bicycle is being one of them. She avoided prison time despite pleading guilty to attempted murder, third degree assault, and criminal vehicular operation for hitting a pedestrian, a bicyclist, and another driver. And she got probation. What? Yep. What was the justification of this passage? The judge said that there was a perfect storm of events. What? That led for this to happen. What? The judge said that he agreed with doctors that she was a low risk to commit more crimes and that her actions were the perfect storm of factors unlikely to ever be repeated. So now listen, 
Let me tell you the difference between how this judge has interpreted this versus how the other judge interpreted this. This judge interpreted her case based off of her capacity to commit these same crimes over. Would it be likely that she hung a toddler again? Would it be likely that she hit these three pedestrians again? <laughs> he made his judgment based off the fact that he don't think she's a threat to do this again. People the probably, other judge made their judgments off of what the fuck they did. Why isn't, why ain't that universe? Why ain't she being assessed for what she, she almost killed a toddler. Like if that toddler would have hung there just a little bit more, then she would have went to jail. Does anybody know why she hung the toddler? Nobody knows why she did any of that shit. I mean, maybe she, they talked about it. They, this ain't in none of the reports. But that's okay. So her hanging a child is, is so irrational that I don't even know how the judge could say it's, it's unlikely that it would happen again. It was unlikely that it would have happened when it happened. Like that ain't even a legit argument because it's such an unreasonable act. It's such a, you can't, <laughs> that is not an act that you're going to be able to foresee. So you can't say that it's, un it's unlikely that she'll do this again. Who the fuck thought she would have did it in the first place? And, and with the, with the, kid that they gave the marijuana what it would it have been like if they would gave a 16 year old marijuana like what was any weight placed on the the age of the child in that i'm sure it was you know like because a 16 year old wouldn't have, i mean they wouldn't have even bother with that I, I doubt but like the fact and it wasn't just one time it was like three toddlers that she they was letting and i'm not up. you know i ain't trying to justify it i'm saying that we have a bigger problem at hand you know they both should have been punished equally. they both should have been punished some kind of way equally but i do think 13 years is a long time it is a long time for that. 13 years is a long time for that and that that's where we start getting into the difference between black people getting consequences in the justice system versus white people getting uh consequences in the justice system reoffense is an issue or it is something they that did they this take before no, no, no. Oh. Not the, I'm saying reoffense is something that they do take into consideration when deciding what sentence to put there. But it's not supposed to override what the fuck they actually did. That is supposed to determine how much time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the difference between the max amount of time and the minimum amount of time. Like, those are the other factors that they're supposed to utilize in making the difference between that. But it isn't supposed to be like, well, she probably won't do it again, so we ain't going to punish her at all. Other than to get her probate, like that's not what reoffense or the looking at the likelihood that they're gonna reoffend is not meant to to take the place of what they actually fucking did. That is supposed to be for them to decide the amount of time. So like, okay, she did this shit, we gotta punish her. You know, they always have like this range of years that you can give. What they're supposed to do is take into account all of those things in the amount of time that person is supposed to get not on whether or not they get any time at all because it, she already played guilty you know she did the shit she did it she did all these things these horrific terrible things she could have took three four lives that day the kid and the the three people that were involved in the accident she caused while fleeing it don't matter if you feel like she won't do it again again it ain't even one of these things how what are you basing off the fact that she probably won't do it again Exactly. I don't. <laughs> just because, like I said, it's, it's the perfect storm of things it that wasn't, wouldn't though. happen. What per 
perfect storm leads to you hanging a child. That's what <laughs> Exactly. It's like it's like I don't think I don't think he put his penis into a uh what's the empty the little empty uh paper towel tube and run around the neighborhood. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever do that again. He would never do this shit. Like nobody would do that shit the, first, the first time. Place. Like he's at the <laughs> highest risk of anybody for doing that shit again. Because it's uh, you, he's <laughs> because unpredictable. He did it, you know what His I mean? Behavior, like, her behavior is unpredictable now. Because hanging a top like that's not what people don't do that. She's already unpredictable. You can't say that she probably she won't do it again. That shit and staged it like it's not like. Tyler did something. She just punched him in the face, <laughs> blooded up half his face. She set up a system by which she was going to hang the thing. Like, why would she even choose that method? That don't lead to feeling like Durant. That don't lead you to believing that she don't need to be out here with kids. <laughs> it ain't no perfect story. That's bullshit. That, that whole... That whole sentence, a perfect storm. I want to know what began the storm to lead you know to her what? hanging this child. Tell me this. Do you know this? Let's say, so because it's not sexual abuse, is there anything that if you are violent towards children that keep you from being around children? Because I would like to know <laughs> that the neighbor next door to me tried to hang a toddler if my kids are playing outside. <laughs> I mean, I get to know that the person almost tried to have sex with some kids that live next door but what about the woman who for no reason that we can conceptualize hung a toddler <laughs> there isn't a database for for those people exactly. like, so, like a sex offender registry there isn't a so i i'm judge i don't agree <laughs> i believe that in the neighborhood she lives in she is the biggest threat to the kids unless a sexual offender live in the neighborhood in which they are the biggest threat but her being number two or three is still too much. She sounds like a psychopath. You know what I'm saying? Like she she literally sat around, thought about the best way to do this, decided that she was gonna watch him hang I'm and hang die. This <laughs> she was looking at the baby crying like, I could give you some juice, but I'm gonna hang your ass. <laughs> I mean, damn. Like that that again. You you cannot. <laughs> try to guesstimate behavior when the behavior is unreasonable hanging toddlers isn't a thing so like anybody that does that you cannot say they won't do it again because regular normal people don't do shit like that so the fact that she's done it once already put her above okay for those of you who do research <laughs> let me I'm, I'm thinking of the path by which we can determine if it's equal consequences for black versus white because you know, meth labs, <laughs> when children are in the vicinity of meth labs, it's immediately dangerous for those kids. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it, it, the, the uh, products in the air mm -hmm. soaking into the skin is extremely dangerous for children. So I'm interested in when there have been a meth lab bus in which children were there. I wonder how much time those, pa those parents or as guardians As opposed get. to a drug bus with children being exactly. there. Exactly. black folks. As opposed to a situation like this or just a regular drug yeah. bus. I'm interested... And if they getting 13, 14, 15 years for putting kids in that kind of danger, or if it's a difference based on the drug, it's just, my whole thing is just the justice system in this regard is far too subjective. Each judge get to make their own determination. Like how come somebody like um, Brock Turner can have a judge who say, well, he had a good future. We're not going to send him to jail for that long. How come that can be the case? And the update on the Brock Turner case is that, 
he tried to he tried to call it not rape because he still had his clothes on, and they was using that to challenge whether he was going to be a sexual offender or not, which he lost that. So he do have to register as a sex offender, but he should realistically be in jail. Wait, he wanted to challenge whether or not he should be on the sex offender list based solely on the fact that he didn't bother to take his pants off. Mm-hmm. And he just went through the dick hole. Yeah. Grasping at straws, you know, but oh my God. He, should, he should be in jail. Like, they shouldn't even have that conversation. Jesus. Oh, my God. I, I'm at a loss for this lady that hung the child. I'm tell- and I knew about this case before this came up. Like, I read this about a month ago, and I was like, what the hell? Oh, my God. I guess you're going to have to actually kill a child before they'll be like, well. Judge going to be like, I was wrong. Back to business <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Putting these blacks away. Like, again, the mindset that you have to be in to look at any living, because it's the same way with, like, kids that start torturing animals is, like, a good indicator that they're going to lead up to fucking getting the people eventually. If you are able to take a living thing and torture it and find pleasure or joy or fascination in that, it's a problem. Look, kids get on my goddamn nerves. They do. But at no point have I ever been around a kid and I was like, I should just hang you. Like, I should just, I could get the rope and tie it around this and then tie it around you and then give you a little shove or whatever the fuck like the fact that you could sit and come up with that not only did she come up with it she executed it she executed it and he would have died had dad not come in and saved his little ass he'd have been dead would, would she still have gotten probation if the kid had died? Would the, would the judge still have been like, well, I had my likelihood that she'll do that she'll kill another kid. It's so low. We'll just give her probation. It was a perfect storm. She won't do this again. She won't take another toddler's life. Like, what the fuck? And I wonder how that kid's parents feel. I'd be mad as fuck. I'd go find her immediately and stomp the shit out of her. Like, you got away with it. You got this probation, but you finna catch these hands. And I know it don't make a difference. I know you still gonna be out on probation, but you gonna catch these hands today. You tried to kill my child. Y'all gave her probation? Really? That bitch is crazy, obviously. What the fuck? I wonder how little Billy's parents felt about that. Or the pedestrian, or the the bicycle, the bicyclist that got hit, like any of the other people that were impacted by this lady's actions, how they felt about her just getting probation. Imagine how people feel about like Brock Turner. And, oh, I was so mad about Brock Turner. Uh, affluenza kid, you know, like they don't. It's like they not using the justice system to protect the rest of the community. Nope, they're not. You know. That that's what they say that those sentences are for to remove those criminals from the community. But when you have certain type of privileges, like you can swim and you'll go to college or your family happens to be rich and they can pay for you to go to some therapeutic cabin. When you have that component on top of it, you have other reasons from the judge's perspective to not be a threat. That lady going to do something else. You're not going to tell me that she this is 
that that's gonna be the end first of all that's probably not the first thing that she's done you know what i'm saying like that's the first time she's probably been caught doing some bullshit because with a toddler with kids that age they don't talk they don't make complete sentences they are not able to 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 express themselves so she could be doing all kind of fuck shit and the kids wouldn't be able to they wouldn't know how to verbalize it so you're not gonna make me believe that this lady is gonna get off with probation and never offend again like somebody child gonna die because of this judge i fully believe that because the fact that she was capable of doing that in the first place means she can do that shit again and she didn't got away with it now um i wasn't gonna talk about this did you have something else Mm-mm. doja cat you know who that is Mm-mm. the girl with the move commercial the move video the move video move bitch i'm a cow bitch i'm a cow i'm not a cat i don't say meow no i don't know what the fuck that is i can't believe your ass ain't seen this viral shit going on no it sounds stupid <laughs> So apparently, I mean, it is it, definitely a meme video. It's something that she was just doing, then plan on taking off. It took off. Okay. And Doja Cat. So anyway, random person had sent for to you, random person that had meme fame, put a tweet up that said, and uh, the F word is the word for gay people that oh, okay. I don't like saying it. Uh, I called a couple of people F words when I was in high school in 2015. Does this mean I don't deserve support? I said the F word roughly 15,000 times in my life. Does saying the F word mean you hate gay people? Do I hate gay people? I don't think I hate gay people. Gay is okay. You don't think you hate gay people? Yeah. Is this her way of trying to get ahead of it before somebody else sees it? I have no idea. I guess somebody found some old tweets of her saying that maybe. And that was her response. That's not. But (laughs) I replaced all the F words with the N word to see how I would feel if this was a white person defense. I called a couple of people niggas when I was in high school in 2015. (laughs) Does that mean I don't deserve support? I've said nigga roughly 15,000 times in my life. The saying, the saying nigga mean you hate black people? Do I hate black people? I don't think I hate black people. Black is okay. That is not good. It's not. It does not in any form <laughs> tell me that you, one, understand the context of what you're saying. Two, care that you said it as many times as you have. Three, not even certain whether you like the people or not. Possibly, maybe. Wow. But, you know, this would be a more interesting dialogue if you knew who Doja Cat was, so. Um, I guess this is going to be the new thing of people trying to get ahead of shit before it, like. Everybody everybody got something to apologize for. Delete all your shit, everybody, before you get famous, okay? (laughs) Delete all your shit. Go through all your shit and find out something. I did something long ago that I don't know if I deleted or not, but I got to delete it. I know, I know I got to go back and find I got to delete it. When I was in my little journey of figuring out how I felt about, you know, the gay community, because I grew up as a black person in a a homophobic environment, church heavy, you know, 
I at a certain point didn't know, and I I started to work at Red Lobster with people that were gay, and I realized that. I can't think the way I think about these people because I value these people. I depend on these people. I support these people. I trust these people. You know, why am I thinking any differently about anybody? I've challenged myself with this with a lot of shit. I've challenged myself with this with white people. I've challenged myself with this with gay people. I've challenged myself with a whole bunch of different variety of people that I did not understand. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, people are people. Mm -hmm. And my mama taught me one thing I learned from church is that love everybody. And I learned that love everybody at some point had an asterisk on it mm-hmm. for certain religions and certain people and things of that nature. But you know what? All I got was the love everybody. I just had to beat the shit out of some of that conditioning that was telling me you feel this way, you feel that way. But I made a post because because of that, I said I used to say that's gay mm-hmm. when it was something unfavorable, something I didn't like. And what I've come, what I had come to realize is that I'm throwing a whole community under the bus as as what defines them to regard or reference something that I don't value. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. But before I got to the point of realizing that, I said, when I say that's gay, because I was in denial of needing to change, I was like, when I say that's gay, I mean, that means going against you. Anything that's gay means that something that you don't so like. So you didn't made it into an act. Yeah, you know, (laughs) that's what I did. Like, that's, that's my shit. You know, I'm I'm willing to say that I, you know, had some Go problems with understanding that. Yeah, but, you know, I thought I'm being clever, being silly, thinking that I can. I'm do, I did what white folks do to nigga. Yes. You know, I was, I was saying, you know, I don't mean it that way, so I can say it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that one right. And I've said this before, but even when I started looking at gay differently i i still thought the same and at some point i had to start thinking differently so that i didn't speak the same like it it took a while to get rid of that to become what i feel like is an ally now but that's something that i like that's just one of those things that i might have in my little history that i gotta go back and delete but I'm the kind of person that don't really like erasing my history because I feel like I need to have learned a lesson from it. Mm -hmm. I don't like if I fall because of something stupid, I feel like being laughed at is going to help me not fall that way again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So anyway, yeah, I guess that's a new thing for people. Um, overcoming their bullshit and bigotry, getting out in front of it, but she didn't do it right. (laughs) Shit. That was terrible. Anyway, But that's all. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.